the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to today's edition of The Plum Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H.com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. On the broadcast today, I'll continue a fabulous visit with Miki Addison, discussing Satan's strategy from a biblical worldview and a look at truth. As we break down truth and seek to rightly divide the word of truth on the plumb line in each and every broadcast. Stay with me for more. You can reach me at this email, theplumblineradio at gmail.com. Support for the plumb line is provided by these fine business sponsors Abundant Life Landscape, your irrigation repair specialist. Call them at 619 277 2410. And by Charles McLucas Jr., founder and CEO of Charitable Trust Administrators Inc. Learn about the benefits of a charitable remainder trust at ctai ca.com. Support for The Plum Line is also provided by Simple Turn. Their online health resources teach your kids how health really works and how to avoid 90% of chronic disease. Get your family's free health course at mysimpleturn.com. You're tuned in to The Plum Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. On the broadcast today, Miki Addison is my guest. The ministry that she and her husband have is Culture Proof. You can look up the Culture Proof podcast to learn more about them and hear many of the different subjects that they discuss, a ministry that is much like the Plum Line. As I said a little bit earlier, we have very similar missions and goals here to bring a biblical worldview to the important topics and issues of our day in our society today. And that's why the name Culture Proof is very appropriate for that. And I want to talk a little bit in this segment, Miki, about, uh, well, just continue discussing truth. Our overarching subject here is Satan's strategy from a biblical worldview. We mentioned earlier on that his strategy really is to get us confused to think that there isn't any such thing as truth to prevent the message of the gospel from going forth, which the gospel is the ultimate truth. And so that's that in summary, I guess, is Satan's strategy, but there are many facets to it that we're going to talk more about. But I also said that, so we need people to come into relationship with Jesus Christ to have their broken fellowship with their creator restored, the fellowship that was broken by sin. When that happens, God gives us his spirit. His spirit comes and indwells the believer, is what the scriptures tell us in Ephesians and other places. And so we've got the Spirit of God, which means that we also have the ability to understand the Word of God. We need uh, His Spirit to help us. The Spirit illuminates the Scriptures and gives us understanding. So what do we do from there? Because we still have a need to discern truth, right? Yeah, absolutely. So this comes in being steeped in the Word of God. I'm reminded of what the writer of Hebrews wrote, and it's such an encouragement even for us today that in order for us to be able to discern good and evil, we have got to be active readers of God's Word. In Hebrews chapter 5, 
verses 12 through 14. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature, who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. So if we want to know um, what truth is, if we want to be able to reject sin, reject evil, reject the lies in our culture, we've got to know what truth is. And the way we know what truth is, is by consuming the word of God. Because what happens is you are inundated. You know, our kids are like, this is the environment that they live in. They are surrounded by wickedness. I mean, it's rampant in our culture. It's been said that we live in a type of Babylon. I don't disagree with that. I see the effects of this all around. I see that it causes our kids to have questions at earlier and earlier ages that they never would have thought about, never would have wanted to discuss, but we've got to show up. And so how do we teach them and ourselves how to discern by reading God's word? I'll just say this for any parent listening. When our kids come to us and they say, Hey, mom, because I'm with them most of the time because of homeschooling. What do you think about this? My response to them, and this is a pre-programmed response now, okay? It doesn't matter what I say. Let's go and see what God's word says. I have a good friend who says, as Christians, we don't have opinions. We have God's word and we align ourselves with it. And I love that because it just Mm. takes such a weight off of you. You're like, you know what? It really doesn't matter what I think on the issue. What I want to do is I want to think God's And God has already revealed to us his thoughts, and we have that in his eternal word. Mm. You know, with that thought in mind, I'm just sitting here, Mickey, and I'm thinking that I'm wondering if one of Satan's strategies is to give us so many other resources out there, and and even really, really good ones. And I want to be careful when I say this, because what I'm going to get at here is there are a lot of outstanding Christian books written by outstanding, insightful authors. You know, I think of many of the big names like C.S. Lewis, one of my favorites, uh, Charles Spurgeon, you know, come to mind, those who have, you know, preached messages or written books or whatever. There's just so much material out there that we can digest and take in and and it's designed to, to grow and build our faith. There's no doubt about that. But if we're going to all those things ahead of the Word of God or instead of the Word of God, that could be part of Satan's strategy even, couldn't it? Oh, my goodness. So I'll be careful. I'll follow your lead on this, Jay, but I have some strong opinions about this. One of the things that has really concerned me about Christians is that we are far too often more content to read what people say about God's word than we are to actually read his word. Like, and, and there are people that we respect. There are people who have really been tested. Like we have come to know that they are solid. But can I tell you that there's just no substitute for God's word? It's like, you know, expecting that you're going to be full of just maybe reading the recipe. I mean, I can read the recipe, you know, I know what it calls for. I know what people say about when they eat it. I can even watch people make food. Like we love to watch people make food and and you hear them respond how good it is and how it's so nourishing for them and they just love it so much. But can I tell you, if that's all you did, you do not reap the benefits of actually reading the recipe and then making it yourself, okay? or eating it yourself. Like you can't live through somebody else's nutrition. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Yeah. 
<laughs> Amen. That is exactly right. Well, thank you. I do believe we have to be cautious that we are not putting the words of man, even if they are words about the Bible or about the scriptures, ahead of yeah. the Bible itself. And so thank you for that insight. And I just want to echo what you're saying here. I read lots of books, Jay. Like, I'm a reader. I, I love to read books. But I think the point that you're making, and I, I 100% echo, is that those books cannot replace God's Word. Those books should be read in addition to what we read primarily as God's Word. Like, if we find ourselves sort of, you know, lovingly, I want to say, if we're more eager to finish up the book of a great theologian than we are to get into God's Word, then we need to ask the Holy Spirit to recalibrate us, to set us aright, and to give us a desire for His Word. Like, that is a sincere prayer. And I think the only way we don't pray that prayer is if we deceive ourselves, right? Like if we say, well, no, 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 I'm okay reading, I'm getting some good content here, and it's teaching me enough about the Bible to sustain me. I think we have to humbly go before the Lord and say, Lord, you know, please give me a desire for your word. Would you stir me in the morning with a desire to read? Would you convict my heart at night? You know, if I'm going to put head to pillow and I haven't spent any time with you, because what we fail to recognize is that it's not just reading as a discipline. And by the way, it is a discipline, but it's not just reading as a discipline. It is relationship that we enjoy with the Lord. There is a fellowship that happens when we're reading his word. The Lord communicates to his people. We have a relationship with, with God that is alive. It's not a dead, stale relationship. You know, there are so many people who have testimonies, myself included, where we've been having to make difficult decisions and we're reading a passage of scripture. And through the reading of that passage of scripture, the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us and tells us what decisions we ought to make. Far too often we miss out on those opportunities because reading about somebody else's experience is enough for us, and that's unfortunate. Mm, yeah. One more point on this, and then we'll move on to something else here. If we're going to other books, preachers, whatever it is, for our source of truth, no. No matter how much we are living in the Spirit, we still can be in error. And so it's God's Word alone that is truth, right? Amen. If I could just use an example, you know, my husband and I, we grew up and were taught in a certain faith tradition. And we really believe that, okay, we've got the truth. We've got the solid truth. This is what we've been taught. This is what we've been trained in. And it wasn't until we were like sitting down and, and really kind of like pouring over some of the doctrine we had been taught and not just filtering that doctrine or not, not filtering scripture through that doctrine, right? We want to filter our doctrine through scripture. Like you think of mm -hmm. scripture as shaving off what, what is false. So when we started doing that, we were like, wait a minute. We've said that we believe this, but when you read scripture and you let God's word interpret itself, we actually don't have a foundation for what we are saying that we believe. And so to your point, Jay, what happens when we return to God's Word is that the Holy Spirit allows us to see the areas where maybe we had a false perception or maybe we had gotten a hold to some false doctrine. And again, the only way you uncover that is by filtering your doctrine through God's Word. If somebody makes an assertion or someone makes a point about the character and the nature of God or about what God requires, you have to ask them. And I jokingly say this to our kids when they make a point. 
based off the question of Lady Jane Grey, say, where find ye that in Scripture? <laughs> like, where is that located in Scripture? So we want to be able to give a biblical basis for the things we assert about the character and the nature of God. Yeah, amen. Yeah, anything that we assert, no doubt, needs to be grounded in the truth of the Word of God. And, you know, that's the goal of the plumb line here is to really ground amen. us in a biblical worldview, and I know for culture proof, too. So yeah. that's awesome. Stick around, those of you in the listening audience, and we'll continue with more on the plumb line in just a bit here. And as we go to the break, I want to remind you that the business advertisers that you hear on the plumb line, these are Christian owned businesses or ministries supporting the plumb line and making making it possible for the show to air in your area. They're covering the airtime costs. And so I need you to do a couple of things. Cover them in prayer. Let them know that you appreciate them supporting the plumb line so you can hear it in your area. And if they offer some sort of service that you can uh, utilize, definitely do business with them. That will be a great blessing to them. It'll be a great blessing to me as well to know that they're getting some uh, value back out of supporting the plumb line. That being said, the Plumb Line is also a listener-supported radio ministry, and you can reach out to me via email. I can let you know how to support. That email address is theplumblineradio at gmail.com. Stay tuned. Life can be tough, and sometimes we all need a helping hand. That's where Integrity Counseling Group comes in. At Integrity, we're not just counselors. We're your companions on the journey of healing. We believe in restoring connections with yourself, with your loved ones, and with your faith. With three welcoming locations in Mission Valley, Carlsbad, and San Marcos, plus convenient telehealth services across California, we're right by your side, San Diego. Visit us at integritycounselinggroup.com or call us anytime at 760-283-7000. 760-283-7000. Hey, I'm with Michael Ross, the creator of Revelator Games. Michael, can you tell us why you developed this unique game? Sure. Let me just clarify something. So it's a small group Bible study activity with a board game element to it. I created the game because I myself personally delight in God's word, you know, through scripture memorization. So I created this game so that we can, one, memorize scripture, but also have fun while we're doing it. Mm, the Remain Game and more, you can check out Mike's products at revelatorgames.com. This is The Plum Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. On the broadcast today, I'm joined by Miki Addison. Miki and her husband have a ministry called Culture Proof that you can look up online and you can listen to their excellent podcast that they do, which discusses, I'm sure, lots of similar topics and issues that the Plum Line takes a look at as well, as the Plum Line's goal is to examine issues from a biblical worldview and to clearly proclaim the gospel on each edition of the show. And I thank you and the listening audience for tuning in. And Miki, we've been talking, well, primarily about truth here as we look at Satan's strategy from a biblical worldview. And you mentioned right at the beginning that the strategy in large part comes down to denying truth or causing people to deny truth, deny the gospel, and that's been a very effective strategy uh, for Satan, hasn't it? Absolutely, and and I would say this, Jay, because of the ways that the truth of the gospel has been suppressed in our culture, many Christians don't even recognize that some of the things that have become normalized are an attack on the gospel. So I'll say, for example, when we think about sexual identity and the way people believe that identity is a spectrum or they believe that there is no such thing as a binary, um, this is a direct attack on the gospel. And it goes back to the very beginning of how God designed man. And I think this people would say, well, what does that have to do with the gospel? I mean, aren't we open to the idea that 
that maybe we didn't have it revealed then, but now we know that there's this huge spectrum of the types of people that were created and designed. And we would say, no, absolutely not. And let me tell you why. Because if there's anything that we negotiate away from the very beginning, then we are attacking the foundation for the gospel, right? Why do we need a savior? Because of the rebellion and the sin of man from the beginning. Does the Bible outline that rebellion? It absolutely does. Does the Bible also outline a creation account that is authoritative and that is reliable? It absolutely does. So if we begin to kind of like chisel away or erode away the truth of God's word on any point, then what we are doing is we are slowly kind of like pulling the rug of the gospel, if you will, out from under ourselves. And I see this happening in many instances. People will say, well, I wouldn't do that, but, you know, who am I to say that that's wrong? Well, again, you don't have an opinion. So if you are afraid, I make this joke all the time, you know, because people talk about standing on God's word. Well, that requires a lot of boldness, right? Because you've got to have broad shoulders. You stick your chest out. You're standing flat-footed on God's word. Far too often what we see is people are afraid to do that, right? They're afraid. So if this is what I say, hide behind it. If you are too afraid to stand on, on God's word, then feel free to hide behind it. And then people, you know, they're like, well, I don't understand the difference. What does that mean? So a person standing on God's word says, God's word says this, okay? God's word says this. And then you just declare it. You're standing on God's word. But if you're hiding behind it, right, you're saying, listen, I really don't want to offend you. And I don't want to get into this argument with you. The only thing I can do is tell you what God has already said. Okay, so it's like you're kind of hiding behind God's word and still trusting that is authoritative. But maybe you just feel like you've been beaten down by people who attack you time and time again. Still, God's word is reliable, and we don't have the authority to negotiate any portions of it away. Yeah, amen. Well, and what you just said is probably the answer to what I was going to have here for my next question, and that is someone will say, well, who made you the arbiter of truth? Or, you know, how do we know that your interpretation of what God's word says is is true and, and accurate? And I think you kind of answered that with what you just said. Just give them the word straight. Don't try to make your own comments about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like it really is. And I I mean this respectfully for everyone listening. God's word really is foolproof. If you desire the truth, right? And we've already defined what that is, that it is reality, right? It is the manifested reality of a thing that was concealed, now revealed, right? So this is what we're talking about when we talk about truth. It's not up for your interpretation. In fact, our, our brother Peter actually said this, that scripture has no root in the interpretation of man, that men wrote as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Like, it's not up for our sort of like, well, here's how I see it. That doesn't even enter my mind. How do I see it? The question is, what did God intend to tell me, one, about himself, two, about our Savior, Three, about our condition and our great need for the Savior that he also told us about. Then four, once we come to the Savior, what does God want us to know about how we live? We become members of a new kingdom. And so now, you, as entering into that kingdom, you've got this old way of living that was a part of the old kingdom that you were a part of. You look at Colossians chapter 1. So now we've been brought into this kingdom of God. We've been transferred from darkness into God's kingdom. The question is, What are the things that we have to leave as a part of our old citizenship? And now as we have an allegiance to Christ, what are the new things that we have to adopt? And all of this is written plainly and clearly in God's word. I know this sounds counterintuitive, 
but I'm grateful for the dysfunction of the first century church, okay? <laughs> I am so grateful for all of the things that they did not understand. I'm grateful for all of the things they got wrong because it provided an opportunity for God to show us how to live. And so glory to God, we don't just make it up on our own. We just follow his leading. Yeah, and we can hopefully avoid their mistakes because we would have made the same ones. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly right. Uh, Yeah. So Miki, is it then possible to have individual truths with what you're saying? No, not at all. I mean, you think about it, we can have opinions. Like if you think about it, I want to be very careful because you have to anticipate where people might go with this. So if somebody says, I like chocolate ice cream. Okay, that is true, right? Like that that is a true statement. You consider the source, the person who is saying it. Yes, it is their personal opinion, but it is actually true. And guess what? Here's the thing. That is actually true for me that you like chocolate ice cream. Okay, that that <laughs> is true. So so truth is just truth, right? Where we get into trouble in our culture is that We want people to deny reality, and then we want to call that truth, and we want everyone to blindly agree with that. It is the emperor's clothes kind of a situation. Mm -hmm. And so what we have to do is, as Christians, we've got to be bold and discerning enough to be able to say, "Um, I I know we're all here admiring the emperor's clothes, but he's actually not clothed. You know (laughs) what I mean? And, And the innocence of a child, right? And the Bible speaks of that, but the innocence of a child even in this in this fairy tale or whatever, to be able to point that out. I think we've kind of got to be like that. I'm just going to tell the truth. Children, as you know, because you guys have seven, children are brutally honest. <laughs> they are black and white. They are, I like it, I don't like it. They are yes or no. And so God invites us to have that kind of firm trust and hope in what he has already declared for us. Mm. Well, you gave me a couple questions here that we could talk about, and one of them is, what do you mean when you say truth floats? And so I want to make sure I didn't miss that one, because I want to know what you mean when you say truth floats. Yeah, no. Okay, so here's the reality is that men suppress truth and unrighteousness, right? So you've got Romans chapter 1, verse 18. It says that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, right, who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. So what do we know? We know that in order for men to remain deceived, they've got to continue on in their unrighteous acts, right? So so when you have people like ourselves who are Christians who stand up and say, haven't you come to the end of yourself? Aren't you tired of this behavior? Don't you find this behavior to be fruitless in your life? Aren't you left with a almost sort of a um, maybe a disenchantment with what you thought What's the promise of freedom? Don't you feel less free? Don't you feel actually more bound than you would have if you didn't engage in these activities? When you cause almost sort of like a a momentary disruption in that unrighteousness, right, where you cause them to think just for a second, truth wants to come back to the surface. Remember, because truth is suppressed by unrighteous deeds, by unrighteous living. So if you can cause an interruption that even in thinking, maybe even in behavior where the person begins to survey their actions, then what you do is you allow truth to come back to the surface. And we already see this happening in our culture, Jay. We see truth coming back to the surface that you've got, you know, now here, and it's it's unfortunate, so many kids who were told that God made a mistake on them, that they were born into the wrong bodies, and they believed that lie. The truth was suppressed by people misleading them, by them being inundated with mixed messages, even some of them having harmful surgeries performed on their bodies. But what is happening now? 
because we continue telling the truth, because we continue calling to their mind the reality that God did not make a mistake on you. Every cell of your body declares who God designed you to be. Now what we see is we see children coming full circle and saying, hey, I was lied to. And now they're saying, hey, I was even abused and I had this surgery performed and I was not old enough to consent. And so we see truth coming to the surface because remember, truth is reality. Truth is not just a strong opinion. It's not a strong desire. Truth is reality. Yeah. Amen. Well, Amiki, as I typically like to do, I want to give the guest the opportunity for the closing argument or closing statement here to kind of sum this up. We've covered a lot of ground here, and I just want you to give the listener what you really want them to take home with them. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think my closing encouragement would be to remind members of the body of Christ that truth absolutely matters. And that the Lord has set us up to win. He's given us his Holy Spirit who indwells us, who has promised to equip us with boldness to be able to be witnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not only something we do, we do witness, but we are witnesses because of the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, because of our reliance on the truth of God's word. One of the things that we say as we close our podcast is that if you resist the trends that attack the truth, then you will remain culture proof. And so what we want to do is just resist those cultural trends as you see them shifting all the time. We want to continue to stand on God's truth. And then that's how we're going to remain culture proof. Mm, Well, wonderful. Thank you, Miki. It has been just fantastic to have you as a guest. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Jay. I've enjoyed this conversation so much. Mm, Miki Addison, again, my guest here on The Plumb Line. And thanks to you for tuning in. You can look up she and her husband, Will, the Culture Proof Ministry online, and find out more about them and check out the great podcast, Culture Proof, as well. I hope you join me next time for the next edition of The Plumb Line. comes your way uh, each and every day looking at issues from a biblical worldview and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you can reach me to share your thoughts, comments, questions about the broadcast. Maybe you want to share a guest or topic idea with me. You can do so at this address, theplumbliradio at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you, theplumbliradio at gmail.com. We'll see you next time on The Plumb Line. The Plum Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.